Tomo? Baie welkom ek hier so by ons aanteerredienst vanavond, een van ons laaste sonda wat ons nog half 7 by mekaar kom. Ons gaan vanaf my maand dan om 6 uur by mekaar kom vir die aanteerredienst. But first of all, we like to welcome everyone that's here tonight, especially those that's here with Reverend Rajesh Kumar and his family, and they are hiding there at the back. <laughs> but thanks for coming with us uh, to tell us more about the ministry that Reverend Rajesh have in India, and also for the support that they need. And we also ask the Lord to, to bless you in your ministry but also for the sermon this evening. Dan het die volgende afkondigings, wat ek vanochtend achterweer gelaat het, so jy kan vir my sê, soek jy dit in Engels of Afrikaans? <laughs> my hindi is nie so goed nie. Maar kom ons, sê dan ook, net die praktische regelings volgende sondag is daar, nie preekbegeleiding of katkesatie nie, dit is dan skole lang naweek ook so, so onthou om dan ook nie so te kom nie. Die collecte is onder die dienst, gaan vir die dienst van mamaatigheid, en ons die collecte is vir die toesoefons, want so ek vir my rite uit die jonge kerke van die voormalige senode middellande en klasses Capricorn ook help versorg. Ons die voorrecht om op saterdag 6 mei ook vir Domini Anton en Sister Ineke Detnum en kinders ook te verwelkom, as jy een volboodkoos wil hee, moet jy het voor morgen ook aandui, dat jy die geleentheid gaan bijwoon, as jy na dit aandui, moet jy iemand soek om een boodkoos mee te deel, so kom, kom ons daar ook aan, om hier die geleentheid bij te woon, vir saterdag 6 mei om 6 uur, en 7 mei is daar ook lekker saam keier, en koek en thee, na soos genoem ook net ons eredienstuie, onthou vanaf 7 mei om 6 uur. Ons bybelstudies, hierdie week het ons om dinsdagochtend ons eerste senior bybelstudie. So ons is om 10 uur hier so by die kerkgebouw, kom ons by mekaar. So ons bereipe salom 90 ook voor. En dan het ons dinsdagavond om 8 uur aan lijn ons sisters bybelstudie. Ons doen ook handelinge Ek sien daar is nog twee handleidings in die voorportaal, maar as jy nog een koot, kan ek gauw uit die stoor uit gaan haal. So skakel ook daar so in. En dan ons gemeente by bestede en vroegoogend volgelinge vat so bykie af hierdie week, so saam met die lang naweek. En dan ons predikant aktiviteite, Domini Erik Kajajan, het die beroep na Oakland United Reformed Church in Illinois VSA ontvang, en hy het ook aangeduid dat hy die beroep ook so opvolg so morgen dien het ook op die klasesvergaring, waar dit ook so die aanbeveling ook gemaakt sal word, om die beroep ook so te bewillig. Dan Domi Johannes Oukamp is thans met Topia bediening in Zimbabwe, hy sal met broeder Pieter Bos van GK Wonneboom, ook daar so bezig, hy kreeg vroeg in my maand, en dan het hy 6 mei om 8 uur die ochend, het hy dan ook een toelichtingsvergaring hier by ons en dan net vir kennisname, ek self is die naweek wat kom uitsterig, so, maar doen die teen is potgiete, wat ook uithelp, met die beskikbaar. So is vanochtend genoem by die VH staai, 
vir jaar ook morgen, soos jylle moet sien, sê vir my baie geluk. Dan vir ons voorbidding vir klasses Pretoria Suidwes, wat morgenavond vanaf 7 uur by GK Littleton ook vergade, dit is vir ons, dan ook oor die beroebaarstelling van Dominique Kumar en die toekomst van die Indie bediening ook vergade, ook die beroep van Dominique Erik en dan ook die bevestiging van Dominique Anton Detnim, wat daar ook na vore kom. Ek self en uitdeling Pieter Bota is as deputate afgevaardig en dan as adviseers gaan uitdeling Klaas Stein van ons gemeente ook saam en Dr. Douw Breed wat ook met economische banne buitenland ook skakel. En dan ons sien jy litmate, daar is een sop en brooikie funksie vir saterdag, die 13e mei op die kalender, dit gaan nie voet nie, want daar is een groot doppe Olympiese spele daar die dag, en ons sien jy litmate wil met die jukskei ons kom verteenwoordig, so ons skuif hier die geleentheid wanneer het bykie kouwer is, en die sop en brood lekkerde werk na die 3e juni, maar ons sal meer inlichting ook daar oog gee. So teken het ook net so aan. Net seker maak dat ek iets nie uitlaat nie. En as daar enige nieuwe intrekkers is, is welkom hy net na die diens. Hiervoor wat die klaviet ontmoet, ons sal graag net ook so kry. Geliefdes, ons hulp kom van die Heere, wat die jimmel en die aarde gemaakt het. Die genade van ons Heere Jesus Christus, die liefde van God ons Vader, en die gemeenskap van die Heilige Gees, sal by elkeen van julle wees en bly. Amen. Kom ons, loof ook die Heere saam, waar ons ook nou gaan saamsing ook, oor die Heerese grootheid, soos ons ook in ons thema ook gesien het van ochend, maar wat ons vanavond ook verder hou kyk ook oor die oorwinning wat die Heere bring, en dis waar Psalm 48 ook so mooi inpas, waar die Heere ook waar hy opstaan, waar hy is, behal hy ook die oorwinning, want as niemand so groot so sy nie. Psalm 48, en daarna gaan ons saam bid.
Let us pray together. Ons grote God en Hemelse Vader, dankie dat ons ook weer vanavond ook so kan saamkom om ook aan u die lof en die eer te bring, ook het so saam kon gesing het met die woorde van Psalm 48, om ook weer van die grootheid en die kracht vol vreugde te kon sing. En dankie dat ons ook so die, die vreugde voorrecht het, die, die die dank aan u ook wil bring, omdat u self van ons bekend gemaakt het. En mag ons ook raak sien die werke van die hande en en hoe jy ook ons as gemeente ook, ook bou en, en gebruik om jy naam ook bekend te maak, ja, in Pretoria en omgeving, waar jy elkeen van ons geroep het, by ons werke en by ons skole, en, en in die omgeving, maar ook, ook verder rondom Pretoria, waar ons ook betrokken is, maar, maar nog verder waar jy ook ons gebruik om ook sendelinge ook te stuur, ook in besonne in Afrika in, waar ons door my Erik ook, ook gehelp het met die, die sending van die Franse bediening, en dan ook vir Domi Rajes en, en sy gesin ook, waar hulle ook aan Indie, mens in Indie ook so die woord bring. En mag ons ook vraag dat die ook die bediening is, ook sal sien, nie, nie vir ons self nie, maar te wille van die naam hier is, wat, u reik ook kan bly gebou word, so het u naam geheilig word. En laai ons dan ook vanaan, dat ons ook die woord weer ook, ook sal besef, maar dat ons nie op ons self vertrou nie, maar dat ons op u sal vertrou. Dat u een herder is, wat ons ook laai op die rechte paie, tot die eer van u naam. En help ons dan ook, laai ons om nie hardkoppig te wees nie, soos kape wat wil afdwaal nie, wat dan ook, wat hulle afdwaal makkelijk ook, by kraans kan afstoot, maar het ons oprecht, na die stem sal luister van ons goeie herder, dat ons sal anhou om ook, u te volg en u met ooggave te dien, Dankie dat ons al hierdie ook kan bid en vraag, omdat jy ons red, Heere. Ja, jy het ons siel ook vry gekoop, dier die bloed van die Seen Jesus Christus. Jy geef vir ons die oorwinning, so dat ons ook kan deel hee in die eeuwige heerlijkheid. Amen. Liefdes, kom ons sing nou ook in aansluiting by die prediking, lied 514, waar ons ook verseker weet, maar dat ons ook deel het aan die oorwinning van Jesus Christus. Dan nage ek oor aan Domini Rajes, dan sal ons verder in die eredienst begeleid.
let's read the word of god i'm going to read from exodus chapter 15 and 1 to 21 i'm reading the niv version new international version then moses and israelites sang this song to the lord i will sing to the lord for he is highly exalted both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea the lord is my strength and my defense he has become my praise him his army he has hurled into the sea the best of pharaoh's officers are drowned in the red sea the deep waters have covered them they sank to the depth like a stone your right hand lord was majestic in power your right hand lord shattered the enemy in the greatness of your majesty you threw down those who opposed you you unleashed your burning anger and it consumed them like a stubble by the blast of your nostrils the water piled up the surging water stood up like a wall and the deep waters congealed in the heart of sea the enemy boasted i will pursue i will overtake them i will divide the spoils and i will gorge myself on them and i will draw my sword and my hand will destroy them but you blew with your breath and the sea covered them they sank like a lead in the mighty waters who among the gods is like you o lord who is like you majestic in holiness awesome in glory working wonders right hand and the earth swallowed your enemies in your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed in your strength you will guide them to your holy dwelling the nation will hear and tremble anguish will grip the people of philistia the chief of edom will be terrified the leaders of moab will be seized with a trembling the people of canaan will melt away terror and dread will fall on them by the power of your arm they will be as a steel as a stone until your people pass by lord until the lord until the people you bought by pass you will bring them in plant them on the mountain of your inheritance the place lord you made for your dwelling the sanctuary lord your hands established the lord reign forever and ever when pharaoh horses chariots and horsemen went into the sea the lord brought the waters of the sea back over them but the israelites walked through the sea on the dry ground then miriam the prophet aaron's sister took a timbrel in her hand and all the women followed her with the timbrel and dancing miriam sang to them sing to the lord for he is highly exalted both horse and riders he has hurled into the sea <clears throat> okay 
I bring warm greetings from India. It's nice being here. I always say that when we come to South Africa from India, we are revived and we got a new energy to work for the Lord. And uh, yes, I bring the warm greetings from India. It's, it's very hot at the moment there. It's cooking and boiling in India. But it's good. It's a good weather here. Lord has blessed us. <coughs> I pray that all of us will be blessed um, by the sermon this evening. In 1792, a group of settlers traveled to Africa. There were more than a thousand people and all of them were African descent. Some have worked as a slave on the American plantation and others had served as soldiers in British army and then moved to north to live in Canada. Together they planned to resettle what is now called Sierra Leone on land purchased as a province of freedom. The settlers were all professing Christians. When they reached Africa, they marched ashore singing a hymn by William Hammond. And that is 1790-1783. The song was called Awake, Sing the Song. Few lines I'm going to read. It says, Awake and sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. Awake every heart and every tongue to praise the Savior's name. Sing on your heavenly way. You ransom, sing. Sing on rejoicing every day in Christ the eternal King. I think it is similar um, situation what we have read in the word of God today. It is a song of response in chapter 14 of Exodus, what Lord has done. I'm talking about the song, Exodus chapter 15. It was a responsive song. We just now have celebrated the Lord's Supper, the Lord's death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The great, the story of great deliverance. When God has done something great, he deserves to be praised. Often this comes in the form of a song. And this is not a new thing. It's not the first time. There was a singing in the creation. There is a singing all throughout the Old Testament. Usually, when God saved his people, they sang in praises. And there are a few examples I would like to say. We have many examples. People, God's, God's people sang in the response. When Israel defeated Jabin and Sisera, Deborah and the Barak, they sang a song. Judges chapter 5. King David, when he was delivered from his enemies, 2 Samuel 22, this was the origin of his songs and best one in Psalm 40. There he sang how God lifted him from slimy pit and set his feet on the rock. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. The third one. When the Israelites came home from exile, they went singing on their way, as as Isaiah prophesied. The ransom of the Lord will return, 
and they will enter Zion with the singing. Isaiah 51 and 11. Now Exodus 15 contains the first song recorded in the scripture. Perhaps it is the oldest song in the world, or oldest poem in the world. It is said that poetry here is sprang full grown from the heart of Moses. People have divided this song, 1 to 21, and the one division that I got interesting I have before me, I'm just going to read it quickly. So the song begins, the first thing, the song begins as a song about God, 1 to 5. Verses 1 to 5. And God is said, He. God is He. Then the second one, it shifts to a song to God. And then verse 6 to 17. And there He is you. And then it concludes with a song about God. Verse 18. Chapter 14 and 15. They got very good connection. They are related to each other. 14 and 15 were well connected to each other. You walk or march in chapter 14 and you dance in 15. Chapter 14 focuses on what God has done. Chapter 15 focuses on our appropriate response to what God has done. Chapter 14, you are move, you are on move. Chapter 15, you are standing on a seesaw. Chapter 14 is about worship. Worship. W-A-R-S-H-I-P. But 15 is like about worship. Worshipping God. It is a great song, this chapter 15, 1 to 21. It's a great song. It is a marvelous song. Song teaches so many things to God's people. Teaches about God. And we must listen what God says through his word and through this song. As I say, it's rich, rich in meaning. It has so many things for us to learn. And I have, I have jotted three things. I've noted down three things. And I want to go those three topics one by one. So chapter 14 tells about the old story. And chapter 15 sings the old story. Exodus 14 is prose, and chapter 15 is poetry. Poetry, prose is a narration, it's a story, narration, but poetry is a celebration. It is celebrated here, the celebration of salvation. So the first thing, God was alone. God alone was the theme of their singing. So in their singing, they were singing, about God, of God. We know what happened in chapter 14. God has divided the Red Sea. And they have passed now. And in the memory of that, or celebration of that deliverance, they were singing this song. So the first thing Israelites saw that God saved them. And they put their trust in Him as a, their Savior. And finally they sung to His glory, which of course was the entire purpose of the book of Exodus. The Israelites were saved for the God's glory. It was a joyful response to His grace. And this song is all about praise and thanksgiving. We see the, the theme of the song 
in the introduction itself. The first it says, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Horses and his riders he has thrown in the sea, verse 1. It is repeated in 20 and 20 verse. So what were the things in their song? First thing they sing, that God is covenant-making God. Moses, he says, he is the God of our fathers. God is covenant-making God. Then they were singing God's salvation, about the God's salvation. What God has done for the deliverance of his people. Then they sing about God. God is personal God. He is my strength and my song, my salvation. He has become my salvation. The only song they sing after, when they came out of the land of enemy. God, who loved them because of the personal relation, he saved them. But before they came, they came out of the Red Sea. We know the story. They started to complain and murmur. And God, God spoke through Moses. What he said, 14 and 13, Moses said, listen to what he said to Israelites. Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. And now Jehovah has shown them to them, and they, therefore they exclaim, The Lord is my, the Lord become my salvation. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Then they were singing about the supreme deity of supreme, uh, God's supreme deity, what God has done, who He is. The focus in the song was the revelation of His character, God's character. It was about His divine perfection, His attributes, Yahweh, His name, self-existent God and self-sufficient God. You know, when we read, we find the indication of chapter 3, when God appeared to Moses and he reveals in name to him who he is. Then they were singing about God is a warrior, a fight, you know. Verse 3, God will triumph over his all enemy as he did over to Pharaoh. The song is about his wrath, about God's wrath. The death of Egyptian is the demonstration of divine wrath. They sang about the divine judgment. You know, people don't want to listen about the, that God is judge. They want to listen. God is love. God is light. Long-suffering, merciful. But we forget that He is holy. He hates sin. Because He is righteous, He must punish it. And that was in their song. So it was about divine judgment. And there is a praise for eternity. <clears throat> we know that they have seen the Red Sea miracles. And God is unique. Who is like you among gods? They sing about God's greatness. In their eyes, Pharaoh and his horse were God's enemy, not theirs. In the greatness of thy excellency, thou have overthrown them, those who has rose against thee. Then they say, God is holy. He is set apart, unique, perfect, and absolutely pure. 
Then there is about his love. They were singing about God's love. Singing about his unfailing love. Covenant-keeping God. His absolute loyalty to his people. And this was a well-balanced song. For they sing about his wrath, and as well as they sing about his love. And that's the way we must sing. We must praise God. We cannot sing only about his love, but we must also sing about his wrath. The Lord will reign forever. Verse 18. And this is the eternal nature of God's salvation. Therefore, this song was all concerning himself and nothing about themselves. You will notice if you read the word, he, him, thy, thou, thee, it's about 33 times in those verses. What does it say? What that repetition says to us? That the Lord must be the focus of worship and singing. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful, fearful in praise and doing wonders? Let us glory in his holiness. There are only few who glory in his holiness. We as a God's people, let us glory in his holiness. They were singing with a joyful heart. Because the joy is a spontaneous overflowing of heart, which is occupied with the person and the work of the Lord. It ought to be a continuous thing. Because that's what Paul says in Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord. Always again I say rejoice. And same, same connection or the same thought in Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Then they were singing about the Lord's presence. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. They sang about the Lord's holy dwelling. And that says the spirit of true devotions. A dwelling place where Jehovah dwells. I want to think and ask you, what do you think about the modern songs that we hear nowadays? How is this song is entirely different from the modern hymnology? So many hymns today we hear, if we, if we call them a hymn, they are not divine adoration. They announce our love to God instead of His love to us. They recount our experience instead of his mercy. Such songs talk about only about human attainments instead of Christ's atonement. The song, song of Moses was a much different from the modern songs that we hear. Because as they start, it says in verse 3, I will exalt you. And that was the theme. Would not be wonderful if our hearts were set upon things above, that he might be the constant theme of our praise and singing and making melody in our hearts unto the Lord. And that is what the word of God says. Beloved in Christ, as they were in the bondage of Egypt, so we were in the bondage of sin. As they were far from the promised land, so we were also alienated from the presence of God. We were in the bigger problem. We are in the bigger problem than the Red Sea. We have a better song to sing. It is the song what Christ has done for our redemption. 
First Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also hath once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. So I will say like that, the lamb in Egypt was killed to bring Israelite in the promised land. But the lamb in Israel was died to bring us to God. And he opened the door for us to go to God. God's redeems are the people whom he has purchased for himself. To be with himself forever. We were the enemies and alienated, alienated from God. Bible says we were enemies of God. Because God is just, he punishes our sins in Christ at the cross of Calvary. Because he is loving, he has forgiven our sins in Christ and Christ has completely satisfied God's justice in his death. We do the same thing when we sing the Christian hymns. We praise God when we sing the hymns. We have many more reasons to sing about God's salvation. We give glory to God what he has done through Jesus Christ. And a very good example, exactly the same song we found in Philippians 2, 8 to 9. It says, even though he was God, he humbled himself, emptied himself, and he became obedient till his death, so that he may deliver us and rescue us from sin, so that we can sing like them, song of his great salvation. The second thing, the redeemed were singing the song of salvation. The redeemed. And the song is called the song of redemption. And it is right. It is correct. If we call, we say the song of salvation. For it came through the hearts of redeemed people. When we talk about the redemption, you know these people, they were redeemed. All of them, they passed through the Red Sea. They saw the miracle of God. And that's where they were singing. Not everyone can sing that song. But before I explain that, the redemption has two things. Redemption is by purchase and redemption by power. Redemption therefore differs from the ransoming. Ransom is but a part of redemption. But two are clearly distinguished in the scripture. To make it clear, I want to read three. Three portion of the scripture it says in Hosea. I will ransom them from the power of grave and I will redeem them from death. Second one. Again we read. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him who was stronger than he. Jeremiah 31 and 11. And so with Ephesians 1 and 14. We read, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possessions. Ransom is the payment of the price. Redemption in full sense is the deliverance of the person for whom the price was paid. It is the deliverance that we are talking here. Of what use it is the ransom? A ransom if the captive not be released. 
without actual deliverance, there will be no song of praise. Who would thank a ransomer that left him in a bondage? And there is a similar song, exactly the similar song, as we read in Exodus 15, Revelation 15. They were singing about the Lamb. And there also we read, there was a sea, the song was on a seesaw. And the other side we read about the heaven, the temple, about the tabernacle. The two, twofold, twofold nature of the redemption is also described in Revelation 5 and 9. So the lamp, purchaser, and the lion, powerful deliverer. On Passover night, Israel were secure from the doom of Egyptian. At the Red Sea, they were delivered from the power of Egyptians. Thus, deliverance redeemed this thing. That's why the deliverance, the redeemed people, they sang that song. The second thing is that it is only redeemed people conscious of their deliverance. That can really praise Jehovah the Deliverer. If they are not redeemed people, if they are not delivered, they don't know about the song, about the song of salvation. The redeemed people only. Their conscience is awakened by the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, because they have been delivered. Not only is worship impossible for those who are dead in trespasses and sin, but intelligent worship cannot be rendered by professing Christians who are in doubt as to their standing before God. Those who are dead in trespasses and sin, they will not worship. They will not sing the song, it is impossible. And those who are in doubt about their standing before God, they cannot worship the Lord. They were not singing when they were in the house of bondage. What we hear there? They were not singing the praise and thanksgiving to their God. We read in earlier chapters, no joyful song was on their lips. Instead, we read that they were in groaning. And they were they were crying. They were mourning. But now their mourning gives place to the singing. Their groans to praise, praising. And they are occupied no longer with themselves, but with the Lord. It is only for the redeemed, the praise and joy are essential element of worship. The people, those who are redeemed. For them only, the joy and the praise are essential element of worship. How can those who question about their acceptance in the Lord, who are content, who are not content whether they would go to heaven or hell, should they die at this moment? How can such be thankful and joyful? Impossible. Uncertainty and doubts beget fear and distrust and not gladness and adoration. There is a very striking word in Psalm 1. 106.12 It throws the light on Exodus 15.1-21 to 21. It says They believed They sing 
they his words and they sang his praises. Believer, only can sing and praise God, who have faith in mighty acts of God, they can only sing. The Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of Egyptian. And Israel saw the Egyptian dead upon the sea. They say with their eyes, they saw that Egyptians were dying. Even more example of this one in book of Isaiah 53 and 54. I'm not going into the detail, but Israel despised and rejected Messiah. But there will be a time when they will repent and be accept and accept Messiah as their sin bearer and trust in him. And then Isaiah 53 and 54 will be true when Isaiah says, Sing, O barren, thou that didn't bear, break forth into singing. What does this text teach us and says us? We must be born again. We must have the knowledge of our sin, an experience of deliverance of our sin. The text teaches that first we must be washed of our sins by the blood of the Lamb. And then we can sing to the Lord, the God, sincerely. If we do it other way around, our praise and worship cannot be the true worship. First we need to be delivered by the Lamb of God and then only we'll be able to sing about the great salvation that God has done in His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. So sin, repentance, and the deliverance. And the third thing, all the redeemed people were singing the song of salvation. All the redeemed people. The song of salvation, salvation is for all God's people. It was not enough for Moses to sing. But all women, children, all were singing because all of them were delivered. Therefore, all singing and praising God. I'm reminded, I was making this sermon, I was reminded of an event when I was a young Christian, newly converted, and I went to one of the Bible colleges in India. They were singing one, they were teaching us one song. They were, sing, they were teaching us, the, let the redeem of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, praise the Lord. And that's what I'm saying. All the redeemed people were singing the song of salvation. Why I'm saying that all? Because there is a great effect of the proclamation of the gospel through the song. And it was a great effect when the Israelites, they sang that song. There are a number of uh, examples in the Bible. We all know about Jethro, the Moses' father-in-law. He was a Midianite. And he comes to Moses and he says, listen to this. Blessed be the Lord who hath delivered you out of the hand of Egyptian and out of the hand of the Pharaoh. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. And we know about Rahab. Rahab of Jericho declared that to the two spies that were sent 
by Moses. I know that the Lord hath given you the land that your terror is fallen upon us, that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. It was a great effect. The story, the singing had a great message about the Lord, about his will. Gideonites, Gibeonites, said to Joshua, From a very far country the servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. The fourth one. Hundred years later the Philistines, they said, Who shall deliver us out of the hand of this mighty, mighty God? These are the gods that smote the Egyptian with all the plagues in the wilderness. First Samuel 4.18 And therefore, whole church is called to offer the same kind of praise to God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a mission concept here when we say about all must sing. All the redeemed people must sing. There is a mission concept there. The singing. Singing the deliverance of the Lord in our song. Worshipping God who has delivered. How can that be into it? Because when we sing, the gospel is proclaimed. Through it, the God's power, his mighty acts is proclaimed into this. And that's what happened to me almost more than three decades ago. I was young, I was studying in a high school and someone came and told me, listen, there are people, they are singing and talking. Let's go and listen what they are singing and what they are sharing, speaking. And I went there and I still remember they were talking about sin, that we all are sinners. We are fallen from the grace of God and we need a savior. And he only can save us. Deliver us from the sin. And that was the effect on me. When they were singing, it affected me. The Spirit of God touched me. And that day I prayed that I'm sinner, Lord. You are only Savior, no one else. All these gods are false. You are only living God. And they, that day my life was changed. And at the end, I would just like to Close with few applications. Let us sing of God alone, nothing else. It is God who has saved us from the power of sin and the penalty of sin. Through the sacrificial death of his son. He has saved us from the penalty of sin. We are saved because therefore we must, therefore we must proclaim the gospel in our singing. Singing, praising and worshipping. We have heard that when the people of God sing about the Lord's deliverance in our praise and worship, it creates the faith in other people when they hear. Let us sing and praise the Lord with a gladness and joyful heart. For our sins has been taken away and he has made us free. Let us be sure about our salvation. Then only you can sing or we can sing properly the song of salvation. And that's why Paul says, in Philippians 
continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, meaning be sure of your salvation. Because if we are saved, then we can sing the song of salvation. Finally, if you want to see all people, all the people singing the song of salvation, we need to be God-centered worshippers, God-centered singers. We must be God-centered worshippers. We must sing the mighty acts of God in our worship. We must only sing God and His mighty acts, what He has done. We sing about His deliverance, what He has done in Christ Jesus to save us from our sins. What is our response? When they saw the deliverance, they responded in worship, singing and praising God. What is our response to the great deliverance? That was only for the Israelites and Jews. But this is bigger in nature. For all of us, how do we respond? We must also, as a God's chosen people, redeemed people through the blood of Christ Jesus. Let us sing the song of salvation. We must respond to God even greater way what he has done. For he has done the great work for us. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Let's pray. Glorious God, we thank you. We honor you and respect you what you have done for us. Lord, we humble ourselves before your presence and we confess and we say that we are sinners. But because, Lord, you are just God, holy God, righteous God, you, have, you haven't punished us, but you have punished our sin in Christ Jesus, who was obedient till the end. And who has delivered us from the power of sin, power of Satan, and power of death. Lord, we thank you. We bow down our heads before you. Unlike them, Lord, we sing. And we say we worship you. We give honor and respect to you, Lord. We pray that you will bless us, Lord. Open our hearts, Lord, to sing about your works, about you. Help us, Lord. To be God-centered people when we sing, when we praise you, when we thank you. Not for ourselves, but for you, O Lord. Help us to live for you, Lord. Help us to witness, Lord. To proclaim your word to others. Thank you very much for listening our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask. Amen. Dankie ons het nou geleentheid vir die diens van matigheid en daarna sal ek weer ons slotlied aankondig.
Kom ons sing nou ek saam die lied van verlossing, soos ons in Afrikaans ook het, as die oorwinningslied, en dan ontvang ons ook die seen van die Heere. Geliefdes, ontvang ook nou die Seen van die Heere, waar het ons ook tot om een loflied kan sing oor sy winning, maar het hy ons nog steeds versoog en ook lei. Die Heere sal die Seen en die beskerm, die Heere sal tot die redding verskyn en die genadig wees, die Heere sal die gebede verhoor en die vrede gee. Amen. sy toekie meer te vertel, ook van sy dienstwerk, en ook net terugvoer te gee oor sy bediening in India. Thank you, Rajesh, for also telling us about your ministry, uh, and say us some words about what you are doing, 
And if there are any questions, you are also welcome to answer it. It's working still, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm talking too much. <laughs> um, no, the, the work, uh, Lord is blessing us there in, in India. I think you are aware that we are working in the western part of India, Gujarat. And uh, our mainly focus are um, the Hindu communities. We are working. There are Muslims, uh, but not a lot of them. They are Muslims. And in India, you'll find Sikh and Buddhist and um, other religion, Jain. They are Jains. But our focus is main among, mainly among the Hindu. There is a tribal a group, two or three tribal groups. We are working among them. And Lord has blessed, uh, blessed us with the people. Um, there are two small fellowships. Um, the one God, the first one that we started when we moved from Varanasi to Vera, um, and they got about 45 people. So the teaching is going on, regular teaching, and the reform ceremony is being delivered. And um, then there is another one, it's about 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers away from that congregation. It's also new, but there are 25 people. So both congregations or both the fellowship, they have uh, pastors. I'm training them and teaching them. And then there is another, um, the third place that I've uh, started, a small congregation, uh, including my family, my children, all of us, we are 20 people, but I'm teaching there. It's a Pentecostal um, group, uh, but they are a bit different than the Pentecostal because they believe in a reform teaching. And uh, they have invited me when they heard about me that I'm teaching here. And then they invited me because uh, that area where we are, there are not many um, trained pastors. So when they heard that uh, I'm giving the, the teaching, biblical teaching, so they asked me and I'm um, involved there. We have a meeting every Wednesday evening and then Sunday I'm giving the, the reform sermons there. And uh, they like it and they say, it's, you know, we have never heard like that and we want to listen it more. And yeah, Wednesday evening I'm teaching Heidelberg Catechism. And I've gone to uh, Lord's Day 35, somewhere there, and good response I hear uh, from. So I always say that there is a big field, a big scope for the Reformed faith in India. So Lord is blessing us, and uh, he's, uh, he's taking us into the right direction, and we believe and we trust that he is so faithful. Lord is faithful with us, and I will never leave us and never forsake us. Yeah, so please uh, pray for us, and uh, it's nice uh, all the time I was coming alone, but this time my wife and children, they're also here, and they have grown big. Philemon, my elder son, he's bigger than me now, and yeah, it's like a year has passed so, you know, quickly. Um, first time we came, my wife and us, we came here, and I got uh, this time with my three kids and, and wife. Yeah, it's nice to be here, and it's always nice to see your faces here, and thank you very much for um, praying and supporting us. God bless. Amen. If you have any questions, you can ask us. Okay. Thank you.